Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Moving Up the Ladder, a show that gives you some knowledge and insight into the success of your career or business, no matter what part of the employment spectrum you fall on. With localjobnetwork.com radio, I'm your host, Tim Muma. Today's show looks to the hot topic of motivation in employees, a major factor in productivity and morale. An individual with some wisdom and experience looking into this subject is our guest, Vivian Zhang, a reporter for Business Insider who also freelanced for Dan Rather in her career. Vivian joins us from New York. Vivian, thanks for coming on the show today. Thanks so much, Tim. It's a pleasure to be here. Obviously, I just kind of gave a, a brief summary of what you do, what you've done. Uh, if you could maybe elaborate a little bit on what you do over there at your company and the experience that you've had in the employment realm. Right. So um, I work for Business Insider, which is a news website, and we've been launching a bunch of different uh, really exciting verticals. And one of the verticals that we launched this year, this past year, is uh, careers, which basically takes it more on the personal level. It's more advice for the employees, anything from productivity to strategy to resume tips to the inside look of all of those things. We um, try try to be the first one to report and we try to talk to different experts to get different opinions and insights about things for people looking for jobs. Great. Well, I mean, we're kind of on the same page there and in what we're looking to do. So with this idea of motivation, what you've seen, heard, researched, that kind of thing, I mean, how big of a concern is this for employers in general, especially it seems like nowadays? Right. So this is a big, big concern for um, employers because motivation is directly related to productivity and essentially uh, the success of a company. If your employees are not motivated, if they don't believe in their purpose, if they don't believe in their company, then they're basically going to burn out and the value that they're adding to your company is not going to be the same as if they're gung-ho every day going to work. So what I guess are some of the biggest concerns, I mean, it's easy to kind of put this umbrella label to it of motivation, but are there specific things that employers point to or other people that you've spoken with that say, you know, this is kind of an area of focus or this is exactly what we mean when we talk about a lack of motivation? Okay, so a lack of motivation ties directly to productivity, basically. And we're, especially nowadays, where we're basically working in a 24-hour global work days and weeks and and your life is your work and life is blended together pretty intensely you need to be motivated every day you need to be continuously driven of course you have your bad days and your good days um, but this is a personal thing and this is something that good managers and leaders can help provide for their employees and can help encourage in their employees and promote this but you want employees that are on your team you want employees that that believe in your in your message and believe in your purpose you know, you bring up the point that especially nowadays, it seems like there's this 24-hour cycle that we are on the job in one way or the other, especially in a lot of industries. So in terms of what really the issues are, what are some of the reasons that you've come across that maybe there is a lack of motivation? I, mean, it, I guess it could be anything from stress to a lack of meaning. I and mean, what, what are some of the areas exactly that are, are pointed out to you or that you've seen? So stress is a factor, but I think the main the main concern, especially with the younger generation and the people who are entering the workforce right now, is purpose. And, you know, no one wants to be just 
producing mindless tasks all day. You need to show your employees that you value each and every one of them for different reasons. And I think this has a lot to do with one of the reasons why employees lack motivation after a while. You can't, you can't, you know, compare Susan to Linda, you know, they, Hmm. they both have to contribute different skill sets to your company. And, and so you have to differentiate them as such. You can't, you can't just group all of your employees together. I think, I think this is directly tied to um, a low motivation in a company or, or eventually low morale in a company. Sure. Overall, then, would you say that this whole idea of lack of motivation, it's a thing that accumulates over time versus whatever an incident could spark I guess, a lack of motivation or a loss of drive. But for the most part, is this a thing that happens over time where maybe there are just some instances of a immediate impact, so to speak? Well, uh, it's a little bit of both, I think. I think you know, obviously, you'll you'll have your your stress days, you know, your your bad work week, where this can just be like an instant that you know you just feel like you don't have any more motivation. But I think the big problem and the one the one that employers should focus on is is a lack of motivation that accumulates over time, because that's also the one that's going to be the most difficult to solve, and that's also going to be the one that kind of spreads to other um, co-workers in the company. It's not just going to be one employee that lacks motivation and all of a sudden it's, you know, half of your, half of your company, no one, no one's motivated. And I mean, with, with some of that, I guess the question that pops in my head, if you are an employer or a manager of some sort, aside from productivity, which it may or may not be because of motivation or lack thereof, but what would you say are some signs that someone could look for just to maybe get ahead of it, so to speak, or a person's getting to that point of just losing their drive they have to be exhibiting some sort of signs in some way that say, I'm just not into this like I was before. Right. So maybe some of the signs that um, employers can look for is obviously decrease in productivity. But what does that mean? That could mean um, they're not producing as much quality work as they used to be. There is a increase in rates and absentees and among your employees or there's increased employee turnover. I mean, Mm -hmm. once you start seeing those signs, then you know that you have a bigger problem than just, you know, one day where where people are are stressed or tired and and have no motivation. Those are signs that, you know, the company is going through, uh, I guess, an instance of um, low morale, Mm -hmm. which is a direct result from lack of motivation. Mm -hmm. So then is it a good idea in your mind for an employer to bring up the idea of motivation or lack thereof, or is it something that you don't directly approach, but you you find ways to deal with it without making an announcement, so to speak? Oh, I think it's a great idea for employers to bring this up. I I think that ignoring the problem is not going to make it go away. This is, you know, something that's more serious than just temporary mood swings or day-to-day conflicts. You need to be able to lift your employee spirits and and I think making a personal connection with them. Again, I keep going back to the younger workforce and millennials, but you know, they studies and and surveys have shown that these workers want to make a personal connection with mm. with their bosses and with their employees and you know we've also seen studies where where you know people leave jobs not because of their work but because of their bosses i think i think personal connection is really important i think that when you see that your employee is struggling um, whatever symptoms they're admitting, you need to you need to bring this up. Well, I'm glad you bring that point up as far as the connections and maybe seeing an individual because I think that's two different areas. It might be an overall workforce idea that there's this lack of motivation or productions down, however you want to view it. But there are going to be times where it is an individual maybe and it could be a top performer usually or it could really be any employee. I guess in terms of 
approaching them about it, uh, if it is an individual, what do you think the challenges are there in terms of just handling it, you know, with proper etiquette, so to speak, and being able to understand what that person's going through? The challenges in, in bringing this up goes back to kind of the manager's skill sets as well. There's a difference between a manager and a leader, and there's a difference between someone that just uh, micromanages someone and someone who really, really understands um, their subordinates. And I think one of the key things that uh, managers need to remember is that all of their employees are different and mm-hmm. you you have, you know, a workforce now where, where it's multiple different personalities working together and you need to understand each of your employees' personality. What, you know, are they thinkers? Are they feelers? Actually, I just finished reading a book by Devorah Zach. She wrote a book called Managing for People Who Hate Managing. <laughs> and, you know, in the book, she kind of goes over the fact that empl- employers and bosses need to figure out how their employees respond to different direction and different advice and different tips. And without identifying who your employees are, you can't, you know, you can't effectively manage them. You have to adjust your managing style to the way that your employees work best. I think a big part of this, and you mentioned the individual, obviously, in this area, there seems to be more and more of a push, especially from employees, this idea of work-life balance and, you know, things going on at home or elsewhere in your life may affect you at work and you're human. So, I guess, how does a manager handle that situation where the motivation isn't coming anything from the work area, but it's because of something, you know, negatively impacting a person away from their work? I mean, how is that different or challenging? Or how does someone go about that? Because I I feel that's got to be a real delicate kind of balance there. Right. So I think in in those types of situations, uh, the best thing that you can do is bring your employees, you know, into a private meeting, have a one on one with them, ask them what's going on and and try to come to um, some type of answer to how to fix that problem. Um, I mean, it could be something as easy as say they are stressed out because, you know, they all of a sudden get a lot of work right before they have to leave and they have to leave on time because they have to catch the train out or they have to go pick up their kid, you mm-hmm. know, and they're always late, whatever it is. Like those are, those are very easy problems to fix. You can, you can say, okay, well you can leave exactly at this time every day if you need to and just finish your work at home. Or, you know, you can take out some time at the beginning of the, or we'll send you stuff earlier, you know, whatever it is. Like, I think, I think a lot of times, those simple problems, when they're not solved over time, can accumulate into greater and bigger stress and bigger problems, which leads to lack of motivation, essentially. And with this, you know, we're talking about, obviously, people have a certain responsibility to their own motivation and finding things that work for them. But as an employer, obviously, you want to do everything you can to help your employees because it affects you as the employer in the bottom line. So, we kind of chat about this a little bit before you came on, the idea that I've kind of seen there are two ways of motivating employees in terms of more when you do it, not necessarily what you do. And the first one I talk about is if there does seem to be a lull within the company or some sort of you know low morale or just general lack of productivity. So it's kind of a one-time deal where you maybe have a special day or you do some sort of you know team building activity, that kind of thing. In terms of making maybe taking this approach and waiting till you feel you need to add this motivation or instill this motivation. What, what do you think the downside of that is and maybe some of the challenges of, of using this approach? The challenge of waiting in order to um, discuss it or? Yeah, I mean, just, just instead of maybe trying to instill a consistent theme, which I guess would be the other way of, of handling, trying to boost morale, 
noticing that there's something going on or that for whatever reason productivity's down and you try to then bring it up at that point instead of looking for a consistent basis to, to fuel motivation? Well, I guess if it's just like an instant, if it's just something that happens in a day, you can try different things. You can, you know, you can have a quick chat with your employees. You can go on a coffee break, you know, take them out to coffee, whatever. But I don't think that, you know, I, I think the lack of motivation that happens where it's like a one-time thing is not, is not as big of a deal. I, I don't think it's as big of a deal. I think employers should look more towards this trend if it's happening over time. Mm. Okay, well, let's look at that quick then as far as having that consistent continual motivation or doing things to be able to help make sure your employees are staying on task and staying productive. What is the challenge in that part of it? Because, you know, you hear a lot of places talking about, you know, they don't, don't have time to train and they don't have time to do certain things or they don't want to put the resources into it. So I guess what can they do to ensure that they're consistently putting these things into effect or, or trying to motivate their employees when a lot of times they say, you know, I don't know how we do that or, or if we're able to whether it be time, money, uh, people, that sort of thing. I guess maybe talk us through that a little bit, how cons- how they can consistently motivate others. Right. So I think the challenge to consistently motivating your employees is that it does take effort and that it's something that you have to work into your own managing style. This is not something that, you know, you're just going to, you're going to pick up one day and you'll be an expert at the next day. It's something that just like any type of habit mm-hmm. that you build up, it, it has to happen over time. But I think you know, nowadays in the workplace, people do prefer to be treated as an individual a little bit more. You know, people do want to have a purpose to why they're performing certain tasks. And I think a lot of this has to do with everything being instantaneous nowadays. Right. Like we need to have answers right away. And and so hence, you know, if you see an issue, discuss it right away. You know, don't wait. Don't wait, you know, until it gets worse to discuss it. Discuss it right away. Everyone wants instant results nowadays. And, you know, some of the habits that, that you can try to adopt as, as a boss is making that personal connection, um, making the employees feel like their skills are needed you know, no matter what their skills are, making them feel like they have ownership in the company in some way, like making them feel as as if their work contributes to the world in some way. Treat them differently than you treat everyone else and mm-hmm. focus on their strengths, not so much on their weaknesses. I mean, you can discuss their weaknesses, but always focus on the strength more. Give constructive criticism, support them when they want to take different risks or creative endeavors that are a little bit different than what you're used to support, um, support these ideas. Cause you know, these ideas are, are what makes uh, companies great. And you touched on some of the things there that, you know, maybe people could look into as far as creating this environment of motivation or, or finding what ticks for each individual, as you say, everyone kind of wants that individuality and understandable. There are some areas that I've seen that um, people have talked about. And I think it was also included in an article that you had with business insider. Um, the one thing I want to touch on, maybe just t- touch on a couple, and and you can give your input where where you'd like. But in terms of, um, you know, money always comes up as a factor, and who's getting paid what, and if you get a bonus for this, or maybe it's you know some sort of raise by or promotion, depending on what you do. What have you seen, heard, researched in terms of money being a motivator? Because 
For some, it is everything. For others, it means little in the grand scheme of things. What's kind of the general consensus as far as money as a motivator? I think money has always been a good motivator, <laughs> but again, you have to understand your employees mm-hmm. and uh, you have to understand where they're coming from, what they want in their job, what what is going to make them most happy. And money is not always what's going to make everyone happy. You know, like some people prefer other uh, other types of perks, like um, they need to be able, again, like the scenario that I discussed before, they need to be able to leave at an earlier time or they need to be able to come in at an earlier time so that they right. can do that, whatever it is. I think communication is key and it's up to the employer to figure out um, what motivates their employees and how how to make them happy. And with that, uh, we had a conversation with another person regarding why employees really quit. And uh, a lot of this can be related. And one of the things they're talked about are having career goals or, or understanding that they have an opportunity within the company to move up or to have some sort of uh, advancement in that way, or even if it's a, a lateral type promotion. What have you seen in terms of, is that a, a, a big factor for a lot of people as far as motivation, especially if they're staying within the same company and not maybe looking to find greener grass somewhere else? I think I think this is essential. And I think that in our current um, working era, it's very easy to just look for jobs. You know, you have the entire internet at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. You can easily look for jobs here, look for jobs there. It's, it's very easy for someone to to leave a company because they don't feel like they're adding any worth or they don't see a future in that company. I think this is an essential reason why people leave. And another reason why people leave is because of their bosses, because there's there's not the communication between the employee and the employer is, um, is not effective and it's not efficient. And I think um, that listening and communicating is a skill that you work on through time. It's not Again, it's not something that you pick up immediately. Like, People, some people just listen just, you know, to wait for a chance to speak themselves. Like they're not actually taking in what the other person is saying. And I think all of those things are are reasons why people leave. Mm-hmm. Another place I wanted to ask you about an aspect of this in terms of motivation and is the idea of competition in the workplace. And again, I know it's an individual thing. Some people thrive on that. Some people don't want anything to do with competition. You know, I, I taught for a little bit and the idea of competition, it used to be kind of this this boosting thing and now it's seen as not. You should band together, work together, that kind of thing. Where do you fall on this idea of competition as a motivator or especially maybe things you have studied or you've talked to people about and how effective competition in general can be within a work environment? My personal opinion is that I think competition is healthy. Mm-hmm. I think obviously there is um, – different ways of competing. I think that when you are, and, and this is why, you know, when, when you when you are in a group setting with other people in your field or other talented people, you thrive on this and you're able to pick up on, on their intelligence as well. You're able to bounce ideas back and forth. You're able to brainstorm better. And this, I think, goes hand in hand with competition. When you are competing with your colleagues in a way, then I think it's healthy for you because, again, there's that there's that little motivator inside of you um, to keep up. Again, there is a healthy dose of it, and then there's an unhealthy dose of it, and and that's and that's up to the employers to figure out. Um, because again, like you mentioned, everyone is different, and everyone should have different goals. So you know, you competing with your coworker, 
you would be competing on your different goals, not on their goals, I think would be the most healthy way of looking at it. Mm. Um, can I reach my goals as fast as they reach their goals, you know, or can I reach my goals the same way they reach their goals? But again, you know, the goals should be different. And I think, you know, you bring that part up. And I also, people we've talked to, that's consistent with what a lot of people have mentioned. And of course, again, it goes to the individual. So to each his own with that, um, the idea of making sure it stays professional as opposed to personal, because obviously you're dealing with maybe an individual you, you don't get along with, and that's fine. But um, it's when that crosses that line that it can get really dangerous, I suppose. So in, in terms of that, um, when you look at the, the flip side, so to speak, you look at managers, which you did talk about, obviously, are, are a big factor, whether motivation or, or employees leaving. How, how big is it for them to somehow show the employees that they are motivated, that that the manager themselves, you know, they, they set a good example. In a lot of ways, like a parent would set an example for their child. You know, you can tell your son or daughter what to do, but if you're doing something different, they're probably going to copy that side of it. So, I mean, do you think that becomes as big a factor as anything else in terms of motivation? Um, I think it. I think it's a huge factor, and I think it all comes down to the trust and respect that employers have with their employees. Mm-hmm. You have to set a good example because you know if you don't, then you might you might risk losing the respect of of your employees. So I think it's best that bosses and managers they they need to look at themselves to see what they're doing as well. You know, like obviously you need to be fair. You need to treat everyone differently. You need to be open. You need to reach out when you need to, but also if needed, get down there and do the dirty work with your, with your employees, you know, um, show them that you're on the same level as them, even though you're not. Um, I think that generates a lot of respect. And I think, um, sometimes it's a lot easier for managers to just kind of delegate orders and tell their employees to do this or do that. When at the same time, they need to look at the bigger picture as well and, and, and kind of be on the same scale as their, as their employees. I think that generates a lot of respect. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to kind of put you on the spot here a little bit. And I did I did send you this question ahead of time, so to speak. So at least it's not completely off the cuff. But let's say you're sitting down with the head of a company right now. And he or she does tell you that, seriously, the biggest problem in the office is just a complete lack of motivation across the board, can't figure it out, that sort of thing. What's the first thing that comes out of your mouth to help them with this issue? Uh, the first thing I would think of is low morale. I think low morale is exhausting and it's stressful and it's something that is not easily fixed mm. in a company or a corporation. And um, once this happens to a company, it, it takes a long time and a lot of effort to bring that, you know, the morale of your employees back up. So when you start seeing signs and trends of lack of motivation across the board, this is something that you need to tap into. I mean, low morale costs businesses billions of dollars a year and people leave, you know, there's less productivity, you're not performing the way that you used to perform. If this happens, I think the first thing that comes to my mind would be low morale and to basically look back at the way the company is is being run and and to kind of re, maybe even retrain your, the managers, you know, retrain the managers and, and get them to connect more with their employees. I think it's a good answer, and especially the idea of, of retraining, because as we talked about earlier, this is probably something that happens over time. And, uh, you know, if it's not addressed, it just keeps essentially getting worse and worse. So really, the last thing I want to ask you then in, in terms of that, 
you talk about maybe a, a retraining or, or something to that effect. Now, as I said, a, a lot of employers are going to say, man, we just can't spend the time or the resources doing that kind of stuff. So would there be any little tips or tricks maybe that you'd have in mind that it can maybe be a piece-by-piece, step-by-step process? Uh, obviously, it's going to take time, but if they're not going to completely overhaul what they're doing at, at once, what, what can they do in, in the meantime? Retraining doesn't have to cost a ton of money. If, if you're just trying to figure out what's going on with your employees and and you retrain your managers in a way that doesn't make sense to to the actual problems, mm-hmm. then you are wasting a lot of time. You're wasting a lot of time that you could be put into something else. I think um, a useful way to do this is maybe just ask the employees what's wrong. Get them to send in their concerns or, you know, you can do this anonymously or, or not. Either way, whichever you decide, Ask, ask the employees why they have had a lack of motivation, you know, in the past couple of weeks or months or whatever. I think if, if you hear straight from, you know, the source of the problem, then then you can better figure out the best conclusion or the best way of dealing with that in an effective way um, that is not going to cost you a lot and um, is also going to save time and is also going to get you back on track faster. I think it's a terrific idea in terms of really tapping into the people that clearly are affected by it and, and figuring it out from that way instead of, you know, trying to be the, the smart guy or girl, so to speak, figure it out your own. So unfortunately, that is going to bring us to the end of this episode here on Moving Up the Ladder. Hopefully everyone listening will have a little better understanding of not only the effects of motivation, but also maybe how to get yourself and others motivated to thrive. Our expert today has been Vivian Jang, reporter for Business Insider. Vivian, where can people find out uh, more about you and your work? They could go on to Business Insider, which is businessinsider.com. Uh, you can go directly to the career site by businessinsider.com slash careers. All right, great. Well, thanks again for joining us today. Thank you so much. And of course, it's always great to hear from you, the listeners. So please drop us an email with any comments or suggestions at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. Wishing you success in all your endeavors. I'm Tim Muma. You've been listening to localjobnetwork.com radio. 